Today we conclude our series, Trust Issues. It's hard to completely trust God, to trust that God will care for us and is with us, to trust God with our whole selves, even our finances. So throughout this series, we have focused on the truth that we can trust God. We can trust God with our finances. We can trust God that God can create beauty out of chaos, as God already has done in our lives and at the very beginning. And we can trust that God is with us through every moment of our days. Today, we reflect back on those who have gone before us. And we look towards the next year. We are reminded that God will continue to be with us as things change and are uncertain. God is with us, and that is our constant. Hear these words from Acts chapter 2 as, read, as John reads our scripture. Our reading this morning is from Acts chapter 2, verses 37 through 47 of the New International Version of the Holy Bible. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you, John. In today's scripture, we see the very beginning of the church. Peter has given his proclamation on the day of Pentecost, telling those who gathered there exactly who Jesus was. In verse 36, the verse right before where John began to read, Peter declares, Therefore, let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made Jesus both Lord and Messiah. And when the people hear this, they believe. They repent, and they were baptized, and about 3,000 people were added to the church on that day alone. And then we hear what it was like in the early church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe because many wonders and miraculous signs were being done by the apostles. 
All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave any, to anyone in need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the good will of the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. That is the early church. I think about where we were last year at this time and where we are today, and it still amazes me how very different things are, how much ministry has changed, how much life has changed. And I wonder, what will the church look like in a year? What will this be like? Up until now, until this time in history, church has seemed to be the constant in a world that is ever-changing. You could count on coming to worship at a certain time, to sitting in your pew, getting your coffee in your mug, and going to Sunday school class. You could count on celebrating Holy Communion the first Sunday of every month and giving out the third grade Bibles each fall celebrating the confirmands each spring, and then the United Methodist women baking pies for home days every summer. Year after year, decade after decade, these things remained constant. This is what church is. And then 2020 hit, and everything changed. Even church wasn't the same anymore. What is the world coming to? But then we read today's scripture, and we are reminded that church, the body of Christ gathered in many different ways, did not always look the way that it had for the past however many decades. There was no UMW or Sunday school as we've come to know it in the beginning. There was no church choir or organ bellowing out hymns. And they didn't meet in their own church buildings. They met in the Jewish temple courts and in their homes. And yet, day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Today, we remember those who have passed away this year. As I read through the names I remembered presiding over many of the funerals, being with the families as they said goodbye to their loved one and celebrated his or her life. And each time I reminded them that although their husband or wife, mom or dad, grandparent or best friend wasn't with them physically anymore, and life wouldn't be the same without them there with them, their loved one would never truly be gone. They would live on in their memories and direct the movements of their lives in the coming days. And in a similar way, I want to make space today to grieve for the church that we've always known. Church just isn't the same as it used to be. And when the pandemic has subsided, it won't go back to the way that it always was. 
I have no crystal ball to know in what ways the church will be different when all is said and done. But I do know that the foundation, our foundation, stands firm. The gospel has not changed. God's power has not diminished. People still need the redemption that is found in Jesus Christ, just as they did last year, in the year before that, in the year before that, and just as they did 2,000 years ago. God's church is not going anywhere. It is our responsibility to continue what Peter started all those years ago on Pentecost and to cling to the tenets of the early church. Learning the teachings of the apostles, breaking bread together, praying, fellowship, and living life together, giving to those in need, and gathering together. Church isn't the same. It looks different than it ever has. But we can see how these foundational pillars still remain strong. We gather each week for worship, albeit it's in a very different way, but we're able to have even more join with us now. We break bread together in Holy Communion. We pray together and fellowship together and support one another and live life together. We give to those in need and care for those in need. We learn together as children as families, teens, adults, in many ways, and digging into more topics than we ever have before as a church. No, church isn't the same, but it's definitely not closed. This is not an empty shell of a building. This is a living and a thriving church community. During a celebration of life service, I talk about the both and of death. That we can be both sad for ourselves and our own loss, and also happy that we have had the opportunity to be touched by our, in our lives by our loved ones. And happy that they are now living completely whole with Jesus. Today, too, we can feel that tug of that both and. Sad for losing the church that was, but happy and even excited and optimistic for the church that will become. I think the stewardship team thought I was crazy when I said I wanted to have Commitment Sunday on All Saints Sunday. But for me, the two naturally go together, hand in hand, Because it's what the saints have done that we press on. Because of what they have done, we press on with hope. Trusting that no matter what the future holds, that God will be with us. And if we stand firm in the teachings of Christ, the Lord will add to our number those who are being saved. Just as God has done every year from 2,000 years until now. Christ's church will continue and we have the opportunity to participate in that here at Brexville United Methodist Church.
Now, as we move into a time of remembering our saints, I invite you to join me in an attitude of prayer. As we read the names of those who have passed this year, think of the way that each of these people have impacted so many others in their lives. And as we light a candle for each one of them, each individual, be reminded of the light of our loved ones that lives on within us. Dorothy Allen. Wayne E. Barrett, Jr. Scott Benson. Don Blobaum. Paul Burns. Betty Cairns. Barbara Chitra. Beth Citra. Allison Coulter. Lois Geisel. Lois Hahn. Barbara Hastings. Hank James. Dan Martin. Joan Martin. Ruth McKenzie. Louise Nahas. Doris Novak. Bob Pullman. Sandy Reimers. Jim Rollins. Marianne Salisbury. Stephen Schwartz. Reverend Carlos Welch. Dave Vasarhaley.
This is a year like no other. Along with our candles this morning, we have a variety of rice. Each grain of rice symbolizes a life that has been lost to the COVID-19 pandemic. As of this morning, 5,301 Ohioans have passed from COVID. That's equivalent to about one pound of rice grains. 230,000 individuals have passed in the United States. About 32 pounds of rice grains. And 1.2 million individuals worldwide, or about 150 pounds of grains of rice. These unopened bags of rice and these boxes of rice, they will be donated to local food banks to feed those who are hungry in the midst of this pandemic. Because we know that there are too many ways that this has affected our lives. Each grain of rice is one person. I know there is controversy over numbers and who is being counted in those death numbers. But in this moment, that is not the point. In this moment, remember these lives and the lives that these individuals have touched. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Beloved creator, redeemer, and sustainer, we come to you now with heavy hearts. This year has been difficult in so many ways. We have lost loved ones. We have had our lives permanently changed by this pandemic. Life is just not the same now as it once was. But God, we know that when our hearts are heavy, your love never ends. When all else fails, you are still God. We pray to you for one another in our need and for all anywhere who mourn with us this day. To those who doubt, give light. To those who are weak, give strength. To all who have sinned, give mercy. And to all who sorrow, your peace. Keep true in us the love with which we hold one another. In all our ways we trust you, O God, and to you with our church on earth and in heaven. We offer honor and glory now and forever.
Amen. During this next hymn, I invite you to share your joys and your concerns in the Facebook comments, or you can also share them on our website. We have a form for you to share privately there as well. Know that no matter how you share them, that the important thing is that we come together in prayer and we are united by God. We will also be praying over our commitments for, to God for 2021. And so I encourage you, if you have your commitment card ready or it's not ready yet, to grab that and we will pray over it. The act of completing this commitment card is this practical way that you can show your trust in God, that you can build on what the saints have done before us and continue our ministry here into the years and the decades and the centuries to come. So let us now worship God through this song. a few prayer concerns that have come through. First, a prayer for Nancy Knowlton, who is at Fairview Hospital and is not doing well. And then also for the election, 
coming this week and for COVID cases as they surge around the world. Also for the typhoon in the Philippines and the earthquake in Turkey. Marla asked for prayers for Richie, who was just diagnosed with COVID, that he may recover quickly. Steph asked for prayers for all who have COVID or who have been tested positive and waiting it out. Alan asked for prayers for a peaceful and a safe election. Sue asked for prayers of thanks for Lois's continued healing and recovery post-surgery. Linda asked for prayers for Bob and Lindsay, both with COVID. Dana asked for prayers for college students as they continue work towards the end of the semester. And prayers of healing for Tim and Nancy from Gale. It is good that we are able to come together in prayer in this way and to pray with one another and for one another, to celebrate and to remember our loved ones and to know that they will always live on in our hearts. Shelley asked for prayers who, for Loretta, who is being tested, to find out what is going wrong. God, we are with you in prayer. Let us pray. Holy God, we come to you today in prayer, full of emotions brought on by life and the upcoming election. Worry and hope, fear and frustration, the list goes on. So today, Lord, we bow our heads and ask for guidance. Open our ears to hear the groans of creation. Open our eyes to see the needs of others. Open our hearts to make room for empathy. Give us the wisdom to navigate challenging conversations. Give us the patience to disagree with grace. Give us compassion to make decisions for the greater good. And when all else fails, Lord, bring us back to love. Bring our hearts and our hands, our dreams and our hopes, our anger and our frustration, our hurt and our fear. Bring it all back to you in love. God, we have spoken the names of people who are dear to us, seeking prayers for their needs. With hope, we pray. With hope, we are sustained. And we pause now in hope, lifting to you our silent prayers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Generous God, we are grateful that you have called us to be your church for such a time as this. Bless these commitments that we have made to you through Brexville United Methodist Church. God, we know that the church was your idea and that no matter what the future might bring, if we remain grounded in you, this church community will thrive and God, your name will be glorified. We are excited, O oh God, 
for the incredible things that you will bring us that we haven't even imagined yet. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus as we pray the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It is good to worship together today. And I pray that as you go throughout this week that you might be rejuvenated and buoyed by the joy and the hope that is found in Jesus. As we go from this time together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Have a fantastic week. Amen. Thank you.